Hey, John Lee Dumas here, the founder and host of EO Fire, and you're listening to the Sonia Paz and the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. Professional artist and entrepreneur Sonia Paz will give you that kickstart that you need to rock your art business. She's built her brand solely on her name and popular artwork for the last 20 years. Learn more at rockstarmentor.com and prepare to ignite. That's right. We are at episode 29 of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. I am your host, Sonia Paz, and we're going to kick this thing into high gear. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, valuable resources, and art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Greetings, everyone. Sonia Paz here, your professional artist, business person, entrepreneur, and podcaster. Hey, today we are on episode 29, and this is something that I've been wanting to tackle and touch base on since we launched the podcast in May, and it is all about art critiques, how to go about getting them, what to watch out for when you are being critiqued by a group of panelists or other artists. And if you are going to be critiquing other people's work, things that you should be on the lookout for and pay attention to. Hey, and I have been in this business a long time. I have been on both ends of the spectrum. When I've done critiques, I don't even like to call it a critique because I don't like to think that I am really disassembling or dissecting somebody's artwork and giving some sort of a play-by-play. I always like to be encouraging But that may not always be the case. So I'm going to present to you a quick insight on both ends of the spectrum, getting your art critiqued and critiquing others' work. Now, you might be asking yourself, or maybe not, maybe you're not asking yourself anything, but have I ever been part of an artist critique? And have I ever had my work reviewed by someone like this? And the answer is yes, I have. I have volunteered my art to be part of a critique many, many, many moons ago. And if you have an opportunity to be part of a critique where a local artist, museum, or gallery is hosting one of these critique sessions or opportunities, it might be interesting and a really cool insight to go and get your work reviewed. Now, if you choose not to go for yourself, maybe just go and attend and observe just to see what it's like and see what it's all about. Or better yet, if you have an artist friend who's an artist, go together, sit down during the process, and see if this is something that you think that you might be interested in having done with your work. Now, I know that a lot of people out there are deathly afraid of going out and having someone someone new, a new set of eyes, looking at your work and start to talk about it. And the fear of having someone trashing on your stuff or dissing on your work. And I don't want to say diss on the work, but it kind of is. It's one person with their opinion talking to you about something that you've created and that you love. 
But I say go for it. Go for it. Jump in with both feet. It's just an opinion and it's just an insight. It's always good to get a perspective of someone that is not emotionally attached to you or your work. Now, early in my art career, there was a local museum that was offering critiques for a very, very small fee. I think it was somewhere around $10 or something. And this was a well-known art curator in my area. And about a dozen or so artists attended this critique with their artwork. Now, the artwork was a variety of things. It was paintings, watercolor, sculpture, 3D, jewelry, and just a whole, it wasn't just paintings. It was a lot of different things. And they offered this very kind and positive style of critique. It was not this person's mission or intention to intentionally bash the art or degrade your work. And it was not his mission to criticize. In fact, he didn't demean or say anything bad about any of the artist's work. And this was the style of critique, the one, this one that I had attended at the time, it was a long time ago. This was a group setting. So not only were you getting your work critiqued, but it was in a in an open forum of about a dozen artists. We were all getting this evaluation done in front of other people. And it was a little bit nerve wracking at first, but, you know, we were all in the same boat. I just figured, what have I got to lose? I mean, what have I got to lose? This is all good. And I was very confident about my work. I really wasn't afraid of that. I just really wasn't sure what to expect. So I'm hoping that um, some of this, what we're going to, the stories that I'm going to be sharing with you today will help with a little bit of any fear factor that you might be encountering or something that you might have already experienced. And just to let you know that you're not alone. The entire critique lasted about a couple of hours. And this gentleman, he went through each person's artwork. He asked some questions about the work. And these were really valued questions. For instance, when you created this work, what, what, what did it mean to you? Another question was, what was your state of mind when creating it? And what was the inspiration about the piece or about the subject matter that enabled you and really drove you to completing the work from beginning to end. And then he gently deconstructed the work in a way that was really positive and encouraging. And I'll admit that in the late 90s, when my work was really finding its voice with a cross between cubism and modern American pop art, I felt somewhat intimidated by the critique because everyone's artwork that was being presented at the session was very serious. There were lifelike drawings. There was figurative drawings, plain air paintings, still lifes. There was even some sculpture and some jewelry. And there was not a lot of abstract work that was being presented. And at the time, I really remember feeling that these works that were being critiqued amongst mine were, quote unquote, serious. I'm doing the little air quote thing here. And I thought, oh, God, when they get to mine, everyone is going to just pack up their stuff and they're going to take off. But it was all good. Mine was actually so outside of the realm of normal that it was... And I will say this humbly, it was a little refreshing change because there was a lot of folks there with their very serious, true to life, very representational artwork. And then there was me with this, this is how I see things kind of 
kind of uh, uh, abstract work. And it was good. And I ended up making some friends and artist friends and really good connections from this critique of folks that I am still very close to and great friends of today to this date. Now we're going to fast forward a little bit. A couple years later, there was another critique in downtown San Jose area that I thought I would attend. And I attended this with some other friends of mine who wanted to go. And I figured, well, I'll just go. And I wasn't going to take any work. But at the last minute, I signed up. And I don't want to say that I attended for fun. But I did attend just to see the process in a different light. And one of the lights or whatever, the, the visions that I had to attend was you know, my work had evolved a little bit more and was interested. I wanted to know a little bit more about the questions that some of these folks doing the critique were going to ask and how how they were approaching things. Because by this time, I had already been selling my work and I had been doing a lot of exhibits and things like that. And people were asking me to be on panels and people were asking me to be judges at high school or grammar school art shows in the community. And I just wanted to know just so I can be prepared for myself, what kind of questions that I should be asking and really sort of reaching into the artist to find out what inspired them and get the right questions in line. So I thought I would use this opportunity to kind of have, it was a double-edged sword. One, I thought, let's just see what the new work Uh, my new work has got going on that might be interesting to the person doing the critique and what kind of questions are they going to be asking me? Well, this, this session of this critique was a vast 180 degree difference from, from, from the museum critique that I had had done a couple of years earlier. And I'm not going to say that my art was ripped apart, torn up, chewed up and spit out at me. But I did find it interesting that the person that was doing the critique didn't really ask any questions and didn't ask me anything about what was inspiring to me or what, where did I get the idea or what drove me to create this piece. What threw me off at first was there were no questions. <laughs> there were no questions. She just dove right in. It was a woman. She dove right in and was quite vocal. And also confused about my work. Now, when I opened up my portfolio, she almost gasped. And I'm not joking. I'm not quite sure if it was a gasp of horror (laughs) or the shock of the colors that I used. And all of you who might know my work, or I hope by now, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've gone on to SoniaPaz.com and have seen my work. It's very vibrant. It's very bright. It's very bold. But based on the reaction that she had, I really wanted to kind of absorb the process. And I wanted to make sure that I had paid close attention to what was going on. And in my mind, and this was my mindset from the get-go, I was just going to enjoy the ride. By this time, I had already been successfully selling my work. And I just, I went to support some other friends of mine but I also just wanted to find out what were they going to say. So she proceeded to tell me that my work was different and that I needed a better perspective. And I will tell you that the painting that I brought for this critique was very abstract. It was a very abstract wine piece. It was of a funky vineyard with wild and crazy grapes and wine bottles and glasses popping out from the horizon. And 
she had told me, and I, I'm trying not to laugh here, but she had told me that in the real world, a wine bottle would not be popping out from behind a vineyard. Um, yeah, duh, I know that. It's abstract. And that's exactly what she told me. I guess if this had been somebody else, somebody unlike me, I, I'm very to the point, everyone, rock stars. I have been told great things about my work and I have been dissed and told not so pleasant things about my work. And it's fine. I'm very seasoned with my attitude. I don't let a whole lot of things really get me down or bring me down, especially on something as bizarre as this, because isn't art supposed to be expressive? Are you supposed to go to a critique for someone to really tell you that what is in the painting isn't really what reality is? That to me was just, that was very strange. But she reached for her notepad and told me to go and take a class on perspective and composition. And that maybe someday when I get to be really, really good, I could probably go out and sell my paintings. Well, I had to contain myself from laughing out loud because I quickly thanked her and I thanked her for the information and for her time. And I also told her that I was already selling my artwork and have been doing so successfully for a few years already. And I didn't say that, everyone. I didn't say that because I felt I wanted to outperform her or kind of, you know, say, well, screw you, be quiet or whatever. But it was evident to me that even though she had an art education, she had and she had been teaching figurative drawing classes she has never really sold any of her work before. And it was apparent that my work was not for her. And that is fine. That is perfectly fine. So I took my portfolio and I took her little note and I decided to stick around and watch and listen to what other people at the critique were telling others. And I found out most of the folks that were performing the critique appeared to be quite encouraging of others and, you know, giving them advice on on going down the right path and, you know, the right things to do. All I can say is it is what it is. And I have had people asking me throughout my art career to critique their work. They'll come into the gallery and say, hey, I love what you're doing. I'm, I'm taking my art in a different direction. Is this something that I can bring in and have you have a look at me and, and give me your honest opinion? Well, I'm not going to be the one to be that discouraging person that you're going to remember for the rest of your life, I'm going to be encouraging no matter what level that you're on. And no, I don't, you might be disagreeing with me and you might be saying, well, no, you really need to tell them. Well, what expert am I? This is just an opinion. I'm not going to be the one to be the dark cloud that someone's going to remember for the rest of their life and say, well, that's Sonia Paz. She gave me this. She told me that my art was crap. No, I want, you know, whatever level that you're on, if you are just beginning. And I have seen people who have never picked up a pencil before and do figurative drawing, and it's phenomenal. I can't do that. My art is different. I have other talents. You know, I'm great at mixing paint. I'm great at marketing my work. I'm great at talking in front of groups and encouraging others. So, you know, I have seen too many artists get one bad critique and literally decide to fold up the pad, put away the colored pencils, and give up an opportunity to really, really express themselves. Now, 
It goes without saying, I am a pretty tough cookie. And I have been told great things about my art in my life, like I had said before. And I have been told awful things about my art in my life. And I let it roll off my back. It is what it is. You can't please everyone. My art's not for everyone. Your art may not be for me. The person next to you, their work is, he's got their own, their own market. And they've got their own customers and their own collector base. And the artwork is in the eye of the beholder. And there are just some people who really get off on dissing other people's dreams and feelings. And there seems to be uh, whatever loss of, of life or enjoyment they have tends to seep out. And you need to stay away from that kind of negative attitude and really surround yourself around positive people. Heck, rock stars, the, the world and life is way too short for hanging around with wanky people like that who just don't don't want to bring any enjoyment to anyone. So I'm pretty honest. I'm going to say it is what it is. And I shoot from the hip. I don't I don't tolerate anybody. If I even even see anybody talking down to an artist or anybody for that matter, I'm going to step in. I'm going to say something. And I want people to have artistic freedom and have that freedom while creating. And don't worry about trying to create to impress somebody who is a curator or anything like that. If they like your work, they're going to like your work. Your passion is going to show through your work, through your feelings and your beliefs and what inspires you. I don't want you to feel stifled or persuaded into a direction that may not necessarily be what you are as an artist. And if you're a professional artist and doing this full time, you have an opportunity to offer critique to students or up other upcoming artists and folks who are contemplating new hobby or career chains. Be true to yourself and be true to them. Now, if you're listening in and you are an artist or, you know, art professional that has been given an opportunity to judge a, a contest or give a critique, give advice that you know that would excel them into really pursuing their art. And give advice that you would have liked to have received when you were up and coming and getting your work out there. And not every artist is going to end up selling their work. A lot of people just want to get a critique and take that critique to grow and keep a personal collection for themselves. Whatever the case is, they don't want a neutral opinion about their work. So that's why they're coming to you and not really flocking around family and friends. Not all family and friends are going to give you the critique that you really need, you know. I mean, heck, this, this woman who didn't know me told me that I need to go to a composition class and learn perspective because wine glasses don't fly out of the sky. Well, I'm going to tell you something, lady. You have enough wine, everything flies out of the sky. So I'm, I'm just saying that. I'm joking. Just throwing some humor in here. But just remember, the person offering, offering or giving a critique is giving a critique and chances are they are doing it as a volunteer Perhaps they might receive a small stipend for their efforts. And I just want you to know, in any regard, in any case, these are opinions. And I have had critiques and I have a lousy, I've had great critiques and I have had lousy critiques. And the thing you want to just remember is it's an opinion and you need to go to these things with an open mind. Your family and friends are always going to say something and most people are going to be encouraging but take your work into the light of somebody else, somebody that is not emotionally attached to you, someone that has a neutral opinion that they can offer. 
And a good sign is for someone who, who is curating to offer critique to ask you questions about your work. If they just jump in and don't ask you anything, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's very encouraging or very helpful because I think that you both need to be really on the, on the same page. And both people, it's a two-way street. The, the person doing the critique needs to kind of understand where you are and where you're coming from. And the artist kind of needs to know where the person giving the critique is going with the advice or the encouragement. All righty, rock stars. I hope that this will give you some fun and interesting insight and will help you with what to look out for and how to condition yourself prior to attending an artist critique. Go there with an open mind. Don't expect anything other than you, you're going to be getting some good advice. You're going to be able to network with other artists. And you're going to be able to sit down with somebody in your community who has been chosen to do the critique based on their repertoire of work or their, their professional teachings of things that they've done or that they've exhibited. And I have been on several panels and on several different things. And there's a lot to consider and there's a lot of things and great advice that one can give. And of course, I don't want to forget that if you are a painter and you are looking for paintbrushes at a great quality price with superior customer service. Check out the Brush Guys at thebrushguys.com. Whether you work in oils, watercolor, acrylic, maybe you're a makeup artist, there is a brush out there for you, and the Brush Guys have amazing deals. Make sure you use the promo code ROCKSTAR to receive an instant 5% off of your order and no minimums required. If you like this podcast and you're finding value in them, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. This gives us just a little bit more credibility with our stats online, gives Apple and iTunes a little bit more boost about who we are and helps our ratings there. If you're not on iTunes, then you can also go on to Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and you can find all of the channels that we're on by going to rockstarmentor.com slash podcasts. If you are on Facebook, check out our my Rockstar Mentor podcast on facebook.com slash Rockstar Mentor. And of course, if you are new to this podcast and you haven't quite listened to the last 28 episodes that I have presented to you since we launched at the end of May, check us out on rockstarmentor.com slash podcast and you can catch up with us on all of those episodes in the past Everything from inspiring interviews to how to photograph your artwork. So there's a lot of value that I've presented for you. And there's some freebies also on the website. If you go to rockstarmentor.com, you'll see an area a menu item that says freebies. And that will direct you to our newsletter. And you can certainly benefit from getting the basic exhibitor toolkit as well as the basic crushing it with commissions. So I want to thank you all for tuning in today. You all are rock stars and you are all amazing. And I am very, feel very privileged to be able to talking with you today. And oh, before I forget, if you like to be part of an awesome artist community that is free and gives you the sense that you are working with others in a, you know, imagine yourself in a, in a big giant room with other artists where you have questions or you have answers for other artists who are seeking answers from a variety of different topics. 
make sure you go to our Rockstar Mentor Mastermind page, also accessible from rockstarmentor.com, and fill out the form, and we will send you a personal invitation to be part of the Rockstar Mentor Mastermind. That is it for today, everyone. I hope that you're going to have an amazing week. We will see you back here on Fan Mail Friday. And I hope to have another interview edited for next week's main episode next Tuesday. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. I hope that you're going to knock them dead, have fun, be creative. And for now, peace out, everyone. Peace out.